The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. talking about eternal verities, right? And we've been talking about the Word of God. So, I, I, I want to say something. I want to say that your, the Word of God is very vital for our lives. And your experiential, intimate knowledge of the Word of God is the greatest blessing that can ever fall on a Christian. Your experience, your intimacy with the word of God. And it's working in your life. I believe it's one of the greatest blessings that God has given us. Uh, uh, the opportunity to fellowship with his word. You know, you see, and it's, it's the most important thing to growth. Your growth, if you want to see your growth, in the Christian walk, you measure it with your growth in the word of God. That's where we see spiritual maturity. That's where we see answered prayer. If you want to see answered prayer, spend more time in fellowshipping with the word. The word gives you a personality of a victor. Hallelujah. And when we live outside the word of God, we are going to find ourselves in errors. When we live outside the parameters of the word, when we are living at our own accord, we find ourselves in error. But when we live in the correction of the word of God, we're going to see victory. So today I want us to, I, I, I don't want to talk about this parable of, of the sower. I will talk about it some other time. But I, I want to touch on it because that's where I want to begin from. So there's a, the, you'll find that when you read the, the parables of Jesus, Jesus talks about the parable of the sower. So in this one, he, when he talks about the parable of the sower, he likens the parable of the sower like the kingdom of God. So he says the kingdom of God. So you will see he has like 10 parables that he talks about the parable, the, the, the kingdom of God is like a man who went out into the field and cast out seed. He spoke about it, I think, ten times. When they read it in, 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 um, in theology, they say when he talked about the parable of the sower, it's one of the longest sermons that Jesus was preaching about. He was trying to emphasize the point, and it's one of those parables. He kept on repeating the issue of sowing seed. He kept on repeating the, the, the characters in the text of having a sower and they having a field. So it's very important. So he spoke 10 different occasions. He kept on saying, the kingdom of God is like a man who went out to a field. The kingdom of God is like a man who went and began to sow seeds. So he was trying to, uh, to, to bring out a truth. Right? So I, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to read per se on the parable, but I'm going to read when he begins to explain what the parable meant. Can we go to Mark chapter number 4, 
starting from verse, maybe let's starting from verse 18. Maybe we, if you permit me, let's start from verse 18. Right? And he begins to explain to them, but the disciples couldn't understand. You know? And he says unto them, know you, know you not this parable? And how then will you know all parables? So he begins to tell them that if you don't understand this parable, you will not be able to understand all other parables. He's talking about the kingdom of God. So he was trying to show them how the kingdom operates. Turn to your neighbor and say, how the kingdom operates. So we need to understand how the kingdom of, of, operates. And let's go to the next verse, right? The sower soweth the word. So he, when he was teaching about the parable of the sower, he was not talking about farming. He was not teaching them about farming. He was not teaching them about farming. We knew he was a carpenter's son. <laughs> so he wasn't teaching them about farming. He was telling them that the sower soweth the word. So he is saying, so he is saying, because in, in, if you read the parable of the sower, he says the sower went out to sow what? Seed. So now, what he begins to do now, he is, he is not teaching about farming, he is teaching that the word of God to the kingdom of God is like what seeds are to this world. He's saying the word of God to the kingdom of God is like what seeds are to what? To this world. You see, there are things that you can cheat. You know, the, in, 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 this, in this world, the legal system, you can cheat the legal system. You, uh, my lawyer friends can tell you, you can cheat the legal system, you bring proper witnesses and people have a proper you know, story, you can cheat the legal system. And people who were guilty, they can be found innocent. Agreed, right? You can cheat the financial system. People are trading. They're doing all kinds of stuff. You can cheat the financial system as long as you put the right numbers, you do the proper coding, you can cheat the financial system in this world. But there is a system that this world can never cheat. That is the system of sowing and reaping. You can never cheat this system. It's the only system that you cannot cheat. For you to reap anything, you have to put something to the ground. You have to put something on the ground. The thing is, with, with educational systems, students are here. You can cheat that system. You can just say, we used to do it just the day before. You just cram. You cram just the day before, and then tomorrow you're going to regurgitate what you've crammed right into the exam, and then after that you even forget what you actually said. you find that's why most people, when, they, when students, when they work into the marketplace, when they go back to the marketplace, many of them, they struggle to actually remember the stuff that they were taught because they were cramming, applying, and forgetting. But with the, 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 the seed system, you can't say the night before, you're supposed to reap a harvest. You're going to put your seed to the ground. And then tomorrow, you're going to get a harvest. It's not going to work. That's the only system. That you have to wait. There's seed and there's time and there's harvest. So he is telling them that the sower soweth the word. Oh boy. The sower soweth the word. Right? 
He saw it the word. So for you to have results or for you to get results, they must be seed on the ground. The same way if you want to have a baby, you can pray, you, 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 can, you, can, you can cry, you can do anything. For you to have a baby, there must be seed in the woman's womb. There was only one virgin birth, and it's, that's the only one, and that's the last one. So you can't be crying, say, oh, please, Lord, I want a baby. You must first be married, obviously, do it the right way, and have a husband. And if you have a husband, you must do the things that make babies come. So there is always a seed principle. So for conception to happen, they must be seed. You guys are getting what I'm saying? So this is similar also in the realm of the spirit. This is similar in the realm of the spirit. First Peter chapter number 1 verse 23. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter number 1 verse 23. The sower soweth the word. First Peter chapter number 1, verse 23. Right? It says being born again. Right? Are you born again? You see, there are people who say, ah, but you know, I was born this way. I was born gay. I just woke up and I, I got born again. I always tell people who are gay, if you were born gay, just get born again. Just get born again simple. Being born again, not of corruptible seed. Do you see that? See, the seed is what? Is not corruptible. The seed is not corruptible, but incorruptible by the word of God. So the Bible is telling us the word of God is seed. Can you see that? By the word of God. So the word of God is seed. The term there is pora in the Greek, which is the same term that you use for sperm. That is used for germination. The word seed there. So, when you want to have healing in your life, there must be seed of healing in you. There must be a word of healing in you. That is able to germinate. You see, you can never get what you do not have. When the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, it ref it's referring that you, there must be a specific word of what you are believing God for. And that word is seed and it comes into your heart and your heart has to be fertile so that that word can germinate. So do you want prosperity? There must be a word of prosperity inside your heart. That's why we talk of meditation. Meditation is making the word fertile, making the word germinate. You're watering the word in your heart. So that's why you see, whatever you want to get, first you must have the seed of the word of God pertaining to that thing for it to manifest. Hallelujah. I'm preaching better than your amens. <laughs> so for conception, the similar way, for conception to happen, for a birthing of a child to happen, there must be seed. That's the similar way as well in the realm of the spirit. What are you believing God for? Have you taken time 
to have a word inside of your heart. And you begin to allow this word to grow. You see, many a times people come and they want prayer, but they don't have word. They don't have faith. They don't have the word. The word is not real to them. So you need to have the word of God inside you. Because the word is seed. If there is no seed, there is no germination. If there is no seed, there is no conception. So you need a specific word inside you. That you know this is my word. And I'm believing God for this word. For whatever I'm believing God. I'm standing on this word. This is the word that I'm standing. That's the seed. As you do that, your faith becomes easy because you have the word of God inside of you. But some of you, you just want them to lay hands on you. They will lay hands on you. And when they are laying hands on you, they are using their faith. They are using their word of God that is in them. The seed that has grown inside of them over a period of time. That's what faith is. There are words that resonate with your spirit. That you know it's true. It's a reality. So when you come to someone to pray for healing, they, it's, you're just coming to someone who has taken time to take the incorruptible word of healing inside of them and meditated over it and it has germinated so that they can be able to lay hands over you and you get healed. So every believer has the power. That's why we say we need to fellowship with the word. We need to take in the word of God. The same way we, they tell you take medicine three times a day. Take the word of God in that fashion. Daily. It's a necessity. That's what you do every day. Every day. It's not something that I read the word yesterday. No, there is a word for today. Men shall not live by bread alone. By every word that comes from the mouth of God. It's always active. The word of God is active all the time. So if you are seeing your faith game is not working, look at the intake of the word. Look at the intake of the seed of the word. Because it must germinate. It must germinate. But if you don't intake, there is no germination. Hallelujah. 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 Mm. You see, like a farmer, a farmer when they plant a seed, they don't, if they, they today, and they look at the way they've planted, they don't come back tomorrow and say, ah, because I haven't seen some, you know, anything on the ground. They don't then say, ah, you know what, I'm going to, you know, take away again those seeds and try to plant somewhere else. Right? They don't dig up what they've sown on the ground because they know it's seed and then time and then there's harvest. But we don't want, we want seed and then we don't want time and then we want harvest. We are the, that Uber generation. We don't want anything. We don't want any, we don't want to, we don't want to wait for anything. That's why people now in this marriage, the moment they put that engagement ring, the next thing, no marriage, the next thing they are into covers together. This is our generation. What did Solomon say? He says, do not awaken love before it's time. 
But we don't want, we, our generation does not want. The moment we are in a relationship, the next thing we are doing, we are at harvest. <laughs> we are at harvest. We, we do not want to wait. There is seed. Uh, um, these, these are, you guys are laughing, but these are realities. There is seed, turn to your neighbor and say seed, time, and harvest. Not seed and then harvest. No, it doesn't work like that. You can't say tomorrow we will plant a seed. You've seen a farmer plant a seed of corn. Tomorrow is already coming with, the, with, the, with, 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 with some bags to say I want to collect. No, they wait. And many of God's children, the waiting game, the waiting part, from what you are believing God to the manifestation. That's where most of these people mess it up. That's where most people make mistakes because the devil knows it's a waiting game. After all, what does the Bible say? After we all do, what do we do? What poet would just say, after everything that is said and done, what we just need to do is to stand, to wait, to be disciplined, to be patient, to be knowing. God is doing something, but we do not want. We do not want. We just want it now. We want it now. And it's one of those things now we have to. In our mind renewal, we have to know there is seed, there is time, and there is harvest. The Bible says as long as there is the earth, God had to promise you. The problem is ah, this thing does not work. This church thing does not work. I've been sowing seeds, Pastor. I've been doing everything. You just need to what? Wait. We don't want. If you can't wait for that, for that milk to be in the microwave for one minute, or that Uber who says is two minutes away, if you can't wait for him patiently with no complaining, best believe it, you're not going to be waiting in the kingdom. It starts there. Where you are, your mind, when eventually you are getting irritable, you relax and say, no, let me relax. Let me relax. It is well. It is well. It is well. God is doing something. Like I told you before, God doesn't like people who complain. Because when you complain in the realm of the spirit, you are taking out the seeds that you have planted. Say, I'm not a complainer. Say, I'm full of patience. I'm full of perseverance. Hallelujah. Say, I'm full of patience. Galatians chapter number 6, verse 19. There is always a time aspect. Young people, do not awaken love before it's time. There's always a time for everything. Young people, do not awaken love. Do not awaken love. So there is a time for you not to awaken if he's trying to awaken love before it's time, you must know he is not he is not in time. He's, he's off. He's off. He's doing something. 
You see, the word of God has so much to give us in terms of wisdom. If we just allow the word. Do not awaken love before. I'm saying this because there's something happening. Do not awaken love before. When is time? When he has come with his malumes and he has paid lobola and he got the blessing, that's the time. When they pronounce you husband and wife, that's the what? All right. Galatians chapter number six. Do not awaken love before. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I can't I, I can't point at someone, but I, I can just say it here. Do not awaken love before it's time. And let us not be weary in well doing. For in due season we will reap. You see? There was a time when this person, when these people put a seed on the ground. It says, but in due season or in due time, we will reap. Look at what happens. If we what? If we faint, not. It, it's a guarantee. If you put a seed on the ground, it's going to germinate. Biology will tell you that. I was, I was just, when I was thinking about, about um, the parable of the sower, I thought when the sower sowed the ground, when I was thinking, you know, I was looking at the four different types, I was just thinking in my head, I thought Jesus could have said there was where he planted a seed and there was no germination at all. Scripture does not say that. It says in every way it was planted, there was germination. There was seed brought out something. Why? Because the, even when you're reading Genesis, he says, I'm going to give every plant with seed that has seed in itself. That's what he was saying in Genesis. And he had to make that, that, that principle important because he says, as long as the heavens and the earth remain, seed time and harvest happens. So seed on its side of the ledger, that's where God's side of the ledger, it will always germinate. But what happens now is when we are waiting, Many of us, we faint before the season is. And many of God's children, they faint just before the final line. Just before the finishing line. That's where they faint. What happens? Adversity. 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 Challenges to start coming through. That's what the devil does. He starts putting the spanner in the works because he knows that you're almost getting there. You're starting to getting a lot of discouragement. You're starting to, oh, you're almost there. Yeah. If we fade not, say, I choose not to fade. It's a decision. It's a choice. It's a choice that you decide, I'm not going to give up on this day. Amen. Hallelujah. All righty, all righty, all righty. Let me move along. My time is, is, is rushing out. Um, Mark chapter number 4, starting from verse 16. Mark chapter number 4, starting from verse 26, sorry. And he said, so is the kingdom of God, as if, you see, he's talking again. So 
is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed on the ground. Do you see that? Let's go to the next verse. And he should sleep and rise at night and day and the seed should spring and grow up. He knoweth not how. No one knows how the spirit does. When you put a seed on the ground, how it happens. Let's go to the next verse. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself. Because this is a principle that the Lord said. If you put a seed on the ground, it's going to produce. But I want you to look at this. It says, for the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself. First, the blade. So there are stages of growth. First, the blade. Then, the ear. And after that, the full cord in the ear. So as you take time in fellowship with the word, you grow first the blade, then the ear, then the full cone to the ear. 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. So there's always growth and progression. Levels change. So don't, many a times as God's children, we want from zero to a thousand. But sometimes how God does it, and this is how growth works. You start from here, and you move to here, and then you move there. In these processes, in these processes, it's important as you move from stage to stage in your life, it's important to recognize what God is doing in your life. Because from there, that's where you are thankful, like what Brother Tanashi was saying, to be thankful. For example, you wanted a place. For example, you, you were praying, you wanted a place. For example, let's take a lifestyle, a life of a student. You wanted a place at the university. You have now gotten the place at the university. But you see, when you are there, you start complaining, ah, this school thing. But you are forgetting where you are coming from. You are now at that place of university. You have now gotten that course that you are doing. When you are in that stage, many a times you complain, oh, this school thing. But you remember when you had my trick, you were saying, yo, if I get the place. Many a times when we begin to complain, we forget what God is doing. And we do not recognize what he's doing in that space. Before you had that husband, you're saying, if I, if I get married, I'll be the best. Now you're saying, this man is stupid. You're forgetting where you were. Now you have graduated. You'll be thinking when you're writing, when the final draft came and you're writing exams, Lord, I want to make it. If I can just make it. Now you've graduated. Ah, jobs are a difficult thing. You are failing to recognize what God is doing and what he has done in your life. So you're not grateful. You're always complaining and murmuring. God doesn't, doesn't negotiate with complainers and murmurs. Everyone who complained coming from Egypt did not make it into the promised land. Because when you do that, you belittle the hand of God in your life. Because when you complain, you magnify the problem. When you give thanks, you magnify God. 
And when you complain, you magnify and belittle and you won't recognize. Your eyes, your spiritual eyes, become blind to what God has done, what he's doing, and what he will do. But when you give him thanks, your faith abounds. That's what the Bible says. Abounding therein in thanksgiving. But your faith abounds and you begin to see what God has done. You forget not his benefits. You see what he's doing right now. He's at work in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. You begin to see what he is going to be doing in the future. So in your life right now, there are many things that you can thank God for. Right now, do you know how many people are just the, uh, the gift of life? How many people are not making it today? When other people were being destroyed by this pandemic, you were preserved. What do you think about that? Do you think it's your own sanitizer, your mask that actually helped you? Do you think all of those people were not using sanitizers, were not using masks, were not doing social distancing? Do you take time and say, Lord, I lift up my hands towards you. I thank you. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your kindness. If it was not for you, where would I be? That is the mindset. Those are the people. I want you to look at the lifestyle of David. Every time he had a praise in his mouth. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for what you have done. That is that, this is who we are called after. To be always having thanksgiving in our mouths. Not to be having complaining. You believe to anything that is involved in your life. You don't see any benefit. You're always bitter. You're always looking at the negative. That's why your life continues to go to the wayside. But the moment you continue to be a stickler for praise, for praising for the little of things, you say, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God. But David, you are the king. Why were you talking like that? No. He's saying, ha, ha, it, it, Lord, it's better to be in your presence. One day in your court is better than a thousand years. He would look at the little of things. When I look, your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise you. Lord, and I look at your glory, the trees, everything. You would look at anything. The man would look at anything. You would give God the praise. That's who we are. That's the kind of people that God wants us to be. To be full of praises. He would look at babies. He's, in, he's seeing a baby making sounds. In the mouth of babes, you have ordained praise. That was his mindset, his sunesis. His mindset pertaining to issues of life. Because the word, what did he say? He says, I have heed the word of God in my heart. He put it in his heart. Do you see beauty? In the things that God has made. When you look at the trees, ah, it's a good, a good one for selfies. Do you, does it reach to God? Do you think of God? Does your mind function like that? When you see the birds, every beautiful thing, say these things are being kept by God. What about my own life? Do you think like that? Do you function in that realm? Is your mind co conditioned to think like that? Or you're always looking at the negative of this world. Say, I'm blessed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You see, 
I believe it begins with a reverence of the word of God. A genuine reverence of the word of God. It's not ink and paper. You see, the Bible was not written by man telling us about God. You see, that's why we don't, we, 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 we don't get it. The Bible was not written by man telling us about God. The Bible was written by God through man. As they were, the Bible says, as they were moved by the Holy Spirit, as they were prompted by God, they wrote. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter number 3, verse 14. 2 Timothy chapter number 2 Timothy chapter number 3 verse 14 <laughs> Look at this But continue thou in the things that you have learned consistent Continue thou in the things that you have learned and and can I get it in a lighter version? Which version is this? It's, it's a bit NIV. Can I get it NIV maybe? Yeah. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of knowing whom you have learned. You have learned them. Right? Let's go to the next verse. But you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know they are true for you know you can trust those things. You can trust those who taught you. Let's go to the next verse. You have been taught the holy scriptures. The Bible, these are holy scriptures. They are not just ink and paper. Have reverence towards the word of God. Genuine reverence. What the word of God, it begins in your mindset. This, this, is, not, this is not meals and boon, this thing. It's not a magazine. It's not Vuvuzela. Uh -uh. These are holy scriptures from childhood. When you begin to look at the word of God as holy scriptures, when it tells you that you are blessed, you agree. You do not fight. Because you know these, this is what God is saying about me. This is what God is saying. Holy scriptures. Separated. You see, the Bible, even if you look, there is no book in the, in the history of this world that has sold like the Bible. It's the number one bestseller from generation to generation. No, no, no book ever written by men. It's the number one seller. Billions and billions of copies have been sold. But the world will not show you. They will say number one bestseller is, is uh, J.K. Rowling. I don't know what uh, that thing is. I don't know what it is. She's, you can't compare her, Harry Potter. You can't compare. This is not this is not Harry Potter level. I'm telling you. Holy Scriptures. Holy Scriptures. The Bible is Holy Scriptures. Have reverence to the Word of God. When the Word of God is when the when the Word of God is preached, what do you? Are you, is your heart open? I was taught at a young age, young men, when the man of God is preaching, open your heart. Because when the man of God is preaching, the word of God is, is inscribed in your heart. That's why you hear, that's why you hear people in church when someone is preaching, say, hey, something happens in them. It's scriptural. 
Because Jeremiah says that your word is like fire shut up in my bones. You respond. But when you think it like it's lecture, Professor Abib, just <laughs> listen in your head, knowledge, it goes away because the next thing your mind is coming, you are thinking, what am I going to eat after church? It's, it's at the wrong place, wrong fire, wrong folder. Open your heart. Open your heart. The, Bible, the, the disciples, as they walked with Jesus, when you read in, 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 in the book of Luke 24, says, as they spoke, with, as they walked with Jesus, they couldn't identify Jesus. Says, and when, when they appeared at the house, they sat down, it says, he broke bread and their eyes were open. And they said, was, was not our hearts burning when this man was speaking and was unveiling to us the scriptures? Why? They were taught by Jesus how to listen to the word. You receive, the, you, receive you open your heart. You're expectant. That's where God begins to talk to you. But if you come here and you act like you're at just listening to a lecture, it will just fly. This man who's talking with skinny jeans will just act like someone who's just random, who's saying all of these kinds of things. But when you come now, open your heart, the God begins to write. At the center of your heart, it begins to heart begins to suddenly the word is exciting. You enjoy the type of the word. When the word is spoken, you relate because it's coming from your spirit. That's why I say deep calls unto deep, spirit to spirit. But if you listen with your head, it's, 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 I'm going to sound stupid. I'm going to sound stupid. To be honest, I'm going to sound stupid. Hallelujah. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from a childhood and you have been given the wisdom to receive salvation that comes by trusting in Jesus Christ. I'm trying to rush. But uh, uh, have reverence of the word of God. Say, I have reverence, I have reverence. of the word of God. If the word of God says this, accept it. If the word of God says forgive, you can't say, but you don't know what they did to me. You are not reverencing the word of God. That's where pride comes, where you exalt yourself above the knowledge of God. If the word of God is saying you are a victor, you are a success, ah, but I'm not seeing anything, you know, that I sent my CV, nothing is coming. No, you don't talk like that. You look at the word. You look at the word. You come back to the word and say, what does the word say? The word says I'm a success. For this Lord, I believe. Like that lame man, Lord, I believe. Help me with my unbelief. I believe this is true. You begin to walk in the light of what the word of God. Have reverence. When I say, I say you are blessed. I'm not trying to say to you, you feel good. I'm just saying what the word of God says. You are a royal priesthood. A peculiar nation. A royal, you, you are royal. Oh! Royal priesthood. Wait, you see, your beauty or your handsomeness, if there's a word like that, it does not derive on the mirror or on the likes that you get on Facebook or on the mascara or the weave that you have. It, it doesn't work like that in the kingdom. For, for the slave queens, yes, they have to look at them and they say, oh, they look at the likes. They look at the people that are chasing after them. Then to them, they look at their beauty. Your beauty comes from the word. When the word says, I am fearfully and wonderful. You see, Whatever you project to yourself is going to be projected to others. The more you say you're fearful and wonderfully made, you will see people will begin to see that glory that is on your life. That's how we function. We are a projector. We project what we think about ourselves to others. And others relate to us the way we have projected ourselves. Oh, this is good stuff. 
This is good stuff as a man thinketh in his heart so is he. Do you want them to look, to say you look beautiful, you're pretty? Begin to say that about yourself. You begin to see the world will shift everything based on your projections. And everything will align itself towards you. Okay, 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 okay. This is one part that I, I, I want us to, to milk on. So scriptures are holy. Holy scriptures. Not everyone, in the Old Testament, not everyone had the ability to have the scriptures. They, they were kept in the tabernacle. They were holy. Moses told the children of Israel, live by the law. The law is your life. The scriptures are your life. What does the scripture say? That is the final authority. The doctor has said something. What does the scripture say? That's your mindset. That's where you are growing towards. That's what we are trying to teach you guys. To develop a mindset of reverence of the scriptures. When you begin to reverence your scriptures, you will know that your scriptures are the highest truth. The Bible says the scriptures are, 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 are they were God breathed. Oh man. Okay. Let's go to the last one. Mark Luke chapter number six, starting from verse forty-six. I want you to look at this. Why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I? This is Jesus. Why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do? If he says forgive, if he says love, if he says you are the wi you are a winner. But the thing is, we don't want. We want to do what we want. Says if you are doing those things, don't call him Lord, Lord. Let's go to the next verse. I will show you what is like, what it's like when come when someone comes to me. Can I get it in the New Living uh, in the NIV? You're gonna love this. As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. I says, I want to show you someone who comes and hears my words. You see, when you come to church, you are coming to hear the word of God. Or when you are, wherever you are, life group, you are coming to hear and what you, you are not just coming to hear and put to practice. So you hear to do. You hear to act on the word of God. I will show you what they are like. <laughs> Let's go to the next verse. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on the rock. A person who comes to church or who hears the word of God and does the word. The word is for doing. 
So hearing is 50%. Doing is the other 50%. And then you have 100%. Most of you are at 50%. You hear only. You don't do. Hearing. I hear you. Amen. Do. We don't do. He's like a man building a house who dug down deep. When you are doing that in the realm of the spirit, when you hear the word and doing it, it's as good as a man who is laying a foundation. You are laying a foundation. Your spiritual foundation is strong. <laughs> when, you see, when the, a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. When, the Bible says when, not if, the, the flood will come. Let me announce it to you. It's going to happen. You are going to receive bad news. 2020, 2021, the flood will happen. But he says it will come, struck down the house but could not shake because it was well built. This is someone who is built on the word of God. You know, I always see uh, uh, in my little time in, in this thing of ministry, I always see a man of God who is not built by the word and is doing ministry. I know it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time because the word is your sure foundation. You hear the word, you do the word. You, when you are like that, you, you have a foundation. Because things will happen, unexplainable things will happen in your life that you cannot explain. But when you are like someone who hears, that's why the word, I, 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 that's why I prioritize my, when I, my daughter, I'm telling you, find a church that does the Bible. If they do the Bible, go to that church. The others are a dessert. You, you can't go to a restaurant and say, I'm just coming for the dessert. You have to go for the main course. The main course is what we are doing now. The problem is we don't want the main course. No, we want the dessert. We want the dessert. Prophesy, prophesy, prophesy. <laughs> My friend was telling me that he... he he really, you know, he went to this country, he was ministering to this country. And he, he so I was asking, because he went into trouble, because he was now doing this thing of, of, of prophecy and stuff. And he ended up, you know, doing all kinds of things, like, you know, checking people's um, uh, details on Facebook, and he started, you know, um, you know, using that to prophesy. So I was trying to understand, said, so... Why couldn't you go back to the word? And he said, you know, my friend, when I went to this country, before I had my, my notes for the word, I wanted to preach the word. He says, before I wanted to preach, they said, no, we don't want the word. Prophets, prophesy. And I'm trying to say, guys, I have, let me first, no. Baba, we didn't come here for the word. We came here for prophets. She said, Baba, I had so much pressure. You know, that, that's the thing we, we, in the church. Sometimes we put pressure on men of God to prophesy. But you see, when you have a foundation of the word, when situations of life happen, you will not be shaken. Let's go to the next verse. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice. 
When we tell you guys, take time to do affirmations. I'm blessed. I'm favored. We are telling you what to do. This is what we are supposed to be doing when you are looking at the mirror, but you're looking at their blush is not at the right side. You know, you are not saying words. You're not saying words. I'm looking at the blush. The mirror was not for the blush. The mirror was to look and begin to project. You are blessed. You are favored. The favor of God is upon your life. That's what you're supposed to do. It says, when the one who hears my words and does not put them to practice, is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. Without a foundation. You don't have a foundation. The moment the torrent struck, that house, it collapsed. And it was dis- and destruction was complete. That's what separates baby Christians and mature Christians. All of them, they hear the word. The sower scattered the word, on, scattered sword the word on the ground. But they are ones who do. We hear to do. Every time you are here, you go and put into practice what the word has been talking about. If the word t- talking about fear, you go and speak against fear. But you, the problem is we hear and we don't do. And then we want still God to work and to move. You see, God can only do much. He's telling you what you're supposed to do. But if you don't do the same thing with prosperity, we tell you, give with a cheerful heart. Do that. If you do that, definitely it's going to happen. But if the thing is you hear, you don't want to do. I was talking to an architecture yesterday, and I wanted to find out about foundations. I asked, what is, what is it about foundations? Because I know, you know, church folk want to talk about foundations. He says, the foundation is the most important thing because the foundation holds the whole, the Lord of the whole building. So he says, when we are doing construction, we first put the foundation first and we don't do any other thing until the foundation is set. That's why some of you are not seeing some of the stuff that you want to see now because God is still doing putting a foundation over your life because uh, you are saying oh, what happens if you put a f- if you put a foundation and before it's not ready dry or set and you start building it says what will happen is you can build but after some time you begin to notice some cracks and eventually the building will collapse because it didn't have a foundation so when you are in the seed time remember we said seed Time. The time part is the foundation part. Where God is building something strong. I call it God engineering. Where God is building something strong in you. So don't be moved by, what, by not seeing some of the stuff. By seeing your, friend at a, your friends at a certain level. Do you, che- do you check their foundation? That's the thing with social media. You just look some. The building is already there. The shebang, everything is there. Did you check the foundation? So you look at your life and have this mindset. If you can listen to anything that I'm going to say, if you want to listen to anything I'm going to say, I want, to, I want you to listen to this. Have this mindset. God is laying a foundation for me. It, it doesn't mean I'm late. It doesn't mean it's not going to happen. God is laying down a foundation. The bigger the dream, the greater the foundation. The greater the foundation, the also the greater the time part. Jesus said to take 30 years for him to do a work for three minutes, for for three years. 
You know that Joseph had to, had, had to for, for, for by the time he was now prime minister, he had to wait for almost 17 years. What was God doing? Building a foundation. Say, God is building a foundation. Have, have that mindset. No, say, ah, I'm late. Ah, that, if you have that mindset, God won't, it's not going to work. Oh, boy. Foundations. Word foundation. The moment the torrent struck, it collapsed. That's where people faint on the day of adversity. The moment that day, the Bible says your strength is small. You faint on the day of crisis. I asked the architecture, okay, so what, what is it about foundations? He says that when we put a foundation, we are, what we are doing a process called reinforcing. It reinforces the building. That's what the word of God. You, when, you are, when you are waiting, when you are waiting, God is, is when you are waiting, he's trying to reinforce certain truths. You know he's a provider. He provided for you, but sometimes you doubt. And you still have to deal with those issues, those little aspects, until you have come to employ it, that you, you, you really, really know that he is a provider. Then tick, you have passed the test. You know he is a provider. So some of the things, you know, but I, this thing I faced it last time. And God came through. But you're facing it at a different angle. What is it doing? It's just part of reinforcing. Reinforcing to just make you stronger than you were before. He told me, you put a concrete. This is a, a, a cement that you put on the foundation called a concrete. So it's, 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 it's this uh, um, um, solution that allows the building to be steady. Where you are not tossed. When the wind blows, you go this way. If they say anointing oil, you go this way. Bambastika, you go this way. They want you to be steadfast. Where anything, any prophet in town, you are going. People, you are, you are there. So you are steadfast. You know exactly that God loves you. You know exactly that God has blessed you. You are solid. David says, my heart is steadfast. Oh God, my heart is steadfast. It's fixed when you are fixed. On one, knowing that God has blessed you. You as a Christian, you are discovering what belongs to you. Yeah. That's, that's it. So God is building a dream in us. And he builds something in you using the foundation of the word of God. And do you, have you noticed that the storm came to both houses? It didn't say this one is, you know, preferred other. Both houses. Both the, the one that was founded on the word and the one that was not founded on the word. So when you are a child of God, it does not necessarily mean that you're excluded from issues and challenges. You will face challenges. But God wants us to face challenges with a good foundation. Hallelujah.
I'm trusting that you have an amazing time in the presence of God. And I'm saying to you, if you are here and you have heard the word today and you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, I'm going to give you this opportunity and to say to you, um, this is your day of salvation. Do not harden your heart when you hear the call of God over your life. I'm going to give this opportunity and I'm going to pray and I want you to repeat this word after me. Yes, you who is looking at me and watching me right now, today is your day of salvation. Do not harden your heart. I want you to pray and repeat this word after me. Say, Father God, I believe that you are the Lord of my life. I believe that Jesus is Lord. I believe he was sent to die for me so that I can live a life of glory and peace. Today is my day of salvation. I receive him as a, a, a personal savior and Lord over my life in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to congratulate you for accepting Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Your life from today, if you have accepted him in your heart, your life will never be the same. So wherever you are, we're going to give you an opportunity to find a church that is close to your location. Join the church if it's a Bible-believing church, and then they'll tell you what it means to get born again. From me, I wish the best for you. I pray to all our viewers that are watching, have an amazing week, full of favor, full of the grace of God, full of surprises and against accidents. I come against accidents in your life. I come, I, I come against affliction and disease in your life. May the hand of God be over your life. May he protect yourself, your family, and your children. May your job, may your businesses be protected in the name of Jesus. From us, faith in Johannesburg, let's remember these words. We walk by faith and not by sight. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.